Wristband Journal, number 19,672, March the 2nd, 2024. Today's journal entry. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Lamentations 3.21 At the southern tip of Africa, there was a cape so treacherous and stormy that sailors trembled at the thought of passing it. They called it the Cape of Storms, a name that painted a vivid picture of its fierce winds and tumultuous waters. It was a place where the ocean's wrath seemed endless and hope of safe passage was often swallowed by the waves. But this cape held a secret. Beyond its stormy embrace lay promise of a new route to the east, a path to riches and unknown treasures. The Portuguese explorer Bartolomeu Diaz first braved these waters in 1488. Upon returning, he spoke of the Cape's dangers, but also of the potential it held as a gateway to India. It was King John II of Portugal who saw beyond the immediate perils, envisioning the Cape not as a barrier, but as a route of hope. Thus he renamed it the Cape of Good Hope, signifying the optimism that lay in reaching the East, despite the challenges. The renaming of the Cape of Storms to the Cape of Good Hope serves as a powerful metaphor for life's trials and transformations. The Cape itself didn't change. Its waters remained as treacherous as ever. What changed was the perspective through which it was viewed. It became a symbol of overcoming adversity, a reminder that beyond the fiercest storms may lie new horizons and opportunities. The story of the Cape of Good Hope resonates deeply with the message of Lamentations 3. The chapter is a raw expression of grief and despair following the destruction of Jerusalem. It speaks of suffering so profound that it seems all hope is lost. Yet in the midst of this lamentation, there emerges a steadfast belief in the mercy and faithfulness of God. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Lamentations 3, 22-23 These words shine as a beacon of hope, much like the Cape of Good Hope itself. The transition from despair to hope in Lamentations 3 mirrors the renaming of the Cape of Storms. The circumstances had not changed. Jerusalem lay in ruins, and the Cape's waters were no less perilous 
Yet, it was the shift in perspective that transformed sorrow into hope. The realization that God's mercies are new every morning encourages us to see beyond our current storms, to believe in renewal and restoration. The message here is universal and timeless. We all face our own cape of storms, moments when life seems overwhelmingly difficult, when our personal trials and tribulations cloud the horizon. Yet Lamentations 3 and the story of the Cape of Good Hope remind us that hope is never truly lost. Our perspectives can shift, allowing us to find new meaning and possibility in the midst of challenges. We must come to understand that the essence of our trials may not change overnight, but our ability to see them as opportunities for growth and transformation can. Like sailors navigating past the Cape, we learned that with faith, patience, and perseverance, we can weather our storms and emerge in the open seas of hope and renewal. So, as we face life's tempest, may we remember the lessons of the Cape of Good Hope and Lamentations 3. May we find the courage to reframe our struggles, to seek the light of hope in the darkest of times, and to trust in the promise of new beginnings every single day. Lamentations chapter 3 I am the man who has seen affliction by the rod of the Lord's wrath. He has driven me away and made me walk in darkness rather than light. Indeed, he has turned his hand against me again and again all day long. He has made my skin and my flesh grow old. He has broken my bones. He has besieged me and surrounded me with bitterness and hardship. He has made me dwell in darkness like those long dead. He has walled me in so I cannot escape. He has weighed me down with chains. Even when I call out for or cry for help, he shuts out my prayer. He has barred my way with blocks of stone. He has made my paths crooked. Like a bear lying in wait, like a lion in hiding, he dragged me from the path and mangled me and left me without help. He drew his bow and made me the target for his arrows. He pierced my heart with arrows from his quiver. I became the laughing stock of all my people. They mock me in song all day long. He has filled me with bitter herbs and given me gall to drink. He has broken my teeth with gravel. He has trampled me in the dust. I have been deprived of peace. I have forgotten what prosperity is. So I say, 
my splendor is gone, and all that I had hoped from the Lord. I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, The Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke while he is young. Let him sit alone in silence, for the Lord has laid it on him. Let him bury his face in the dust. There may yet be hope. Let him offer his cheek to one who would strike him and let him be filled with disgrace. For no one is cast off by the Lord forever. Though he brings grief, he will show compassion. So great is his unfailing love, for he does not willingly bring affliction or grief to anyone. To crush underfoot all prisoners in the land, to deny people their rights before the Most High, to deprive them of justice, would not the Lord see such things? Who can speak and have it happen if the Lord has not decreed it? Is it not from the mouth of the Most High that both calamities and good things come? Why should the living complain when punished for their sins? Let us examine our ways and test them, and let us return to the Lord. Let us lift up our hearts and our hands to God in heaven and say, We have sinned and rebelled, and you have not forgiven. You have covered yourself with anger and pursued us. You have slain without pity. You have covered yourself with a cloud so that no prayer can get through. You have made us scum and refuse among the nations. All of our enemies have opened their mouths wide against us. We have suffered terror and pitfalls, ruin and destruction. Streams of tears flow from my eyes because my people are destroyed. My eyes will flow unceasingly without relief until the Lord looks down from heaven and sees. What I see brings grief to my soul because of all the women of my city. Those who were my enemies without cause hunted me like a bird. They tried to end my life in a pit and threw stones at me. The waters closed over my head 
and I thought I was about to perish. I called on your name, Lord, from the depths of the pit. You heard my plea. Do not close your ears to my cry for relief. You came near when I called you, and you said, Do not fear. You, Lord, took up my case. You redeemed my life. Lord, you have seen the wrong done to me. Uphold my case. You have seen the depth of their vengeance, all of their plots against me. Lord, you have heard their insults, all their plots against me. What my enemies whisper and mutter against me all day long. Look at them, sitting or standing, they mock me in their songs. Pay them back what they deserve, Lord, for what their hands have done. Put a veil over their hearts, and may your curse be on them. Pursue them in anger and destroy them from under the heavens of the Lord.